Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. Travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome aboard. I am Rudy Maxa. You're listening to a special holiday weekend edition of America's most widely syndicated radio travel show. Now, if you're not quite in the Christmas mood and you live near the Finger Lakes region in New York, perhaps in northern Pennsylvania, or maybe you're going there over the holidays, why not drop in on the village of Seneca Falls this weekend or next week? Now, if that name sounds familiar, Seneca Falls is said to have been the inspiration for Frank Capra's holiday classic, the movie we've all seen a dozen times called It's a Wonderful Life. Every weekend in December, there are festivities there to celebrate the town's connection with the movie. There's even a It's a Wonderful Life museum that opened two years ago. There's a walking tour that includes 13 stops based on scenes from the movie, including that bridge that Jimmy Stewart's character leaped off or leapt off in the movie. You're also in the heart of wine country in New York, and while the vines are resting for the winter, there are a number of B&Bs in the area, as well as wineries that you're welcome to visit. Um, there's the Cayuga Lake Wine Trail, the Seneca Lake Wine Trail, the Cuca Lake Wine Trail, and the uh, Canandaiga Lake Wine Trail. More than 70 wineries produce some pretty good stuff up there. And if you're in the nearby town of Corning, New York, stop in and see my brother and sister-in-law's wine store on Main Street in Corning. Ask anyone in town to point it out. And ask Rick or Mary Beth, Rick is my brother, to help you pick up some quality Finger Lakes wine. And that, by the way, was my Christmas present to my family in Corning, a shameless plug. Holiday best to the Maxes in Corning and to our sister radio stations there, W-E-N-I and W-E-N-Y, and especially to my morning man there, Frank Acombe. We're going to uh, replay some of our favorite interviews uh, from this year during this hour. But right after I pass along some travel news and we chat with our Patrick Smith, our regular commercial pilot and aviation expert, I want to find out what he thinks about those new rest rules for pilots that were put into play this week by the Department of Transportation. He'll join me in a moment. And towards the end of the hour, we'll also talk with the movie producer, Mark Wexler, about why he's flying from L.A. to Bangkok and back. You won't believe the reason. We'll also consider how likely it is that you'll get sick while flying, and we'll talk with the author of a book on traveling with your dog. Is there really a place your pet can get a blueberry facial? Yes, there is. And Roy Berger joins us to give us an insider's perspective on baseball fantasy camp. The season, at least the fantasy camp season, is coming up. But first, a look at the news. If you've ever tried to hail a cab in any New York City borough other than Manhattan, you know that's a pretty difficult task. Unless you happen to snare a cab that's come from Manhattan to drop someone off, it's an almost impossible task. But a new deal this week, brokered by New York Mayor Michael Bloomberg and the state's governor, Andrew Cuomo, will eventually put 18,000 more yellow cabs on New York streets. And they'll allow them to be hailed in parts of the cities traditionally underserved by yellow cabs. The plan will also create 2,000 more wheelchair-accessible cabs. The number of taxis in New York City is tightly regulated. I don't know if you know about that. A car must have a medallion. A taxi must have a medallion to be legal. And those medallions trade for hundreds of thousands of dollars each. This move will add 18,000 more medallions, and they bring a billion dollars in additional revenue to the city. In other news, the Industry Trade Organization for Americans Airli America's Airlines, the newly named Airlines for America, says we'll see fewer air passengers this holiday week than last year due to a sluggish economy. That doesn't mean you won't get stuck in a middle seat. Airlines have reduced capacity, parking some planes in the desert until demand picks up. The organization says there will be about 20,000 fewer airline passengers per day during the holiday period this year that stretches until January 4th as compared to last year. But overall, 
The number of Americans traveling is expected to increase, says AAA. About 92 million of us will leave home, with 90% of us traveling by car. Well, the Federal Aviation Administration finally decided this week that pilots should receive 10 hours off between shifts. And the, the agency also tinkered with some other rules aimed at decreasing the problem of pilot fatigue. Now, this is a big decision, as airlines and pilots unions and Uncle Sam have been debating for years how to cut down on crew fatigue. The crash of a commuter jet in February of 2009 near Buffalo that killed 50 people was blamed on pilot error as well as exhaustion on the part of the pilots. The new rules are expected to take full effect in about two years, and they'll reduce the pilot's workday uh, from a current 16-hour limit to 9 to 14 hours. Pilots will get at least 10 hours off between shifts to ensure eight uninterrupted hours of sleep. The current minimum rest break total is, a, is as little as eight hours. Pilots will also be guaranteed at least one 30-hour period off-duty each week and increase over the 24-hour period. So it's only logical when this story came out this week that we turn to our pilot in residence, Patrick Smith. He's the author of the Ask the Pilot column at Salon.com and writer of the blog, also called AskThePilot.com. Patrick flies for a major U.S.-based carrier. And, Patrick, I think the first question I want to ask you is, have you been dissatisfied with the work rules as they've existed for years? Well, yes and no. Um, and I think in approaching the fatigue issue, there's been – a little bit too much focus over the years on the long-haul flying uh, theater, whatever you want to call it. Um, I've flown... Yeah, you're I've familiar with that and short-haul, aren't you? Sure, You've done sure. both. I've, I've flown regional routes. I've flown middle-of-the-night cargo routes. I've done, I guess, what you'd call ordinary domestic mainline flying and long-haul international. And in terms of fatigue, I'd put that list in descending order. I think that long-haul international is, in some ways, the easiest uh, type of flying to deal with from a fatigue standpoint. I mean, granted, the the effects of a 14-hour nonstop flight can be, you know, scrambling on your circadian rhythms and whatnot. But it's also true that long-haul flying tends to be comparatively easier to manage because these flights, for example, carry augmented crews. They have comfortable onboard rest facilities where pilots go and, and relax for hours at a time because we work in, in shifts of, of two or three at a time. Uh, the layovers uh, tend to be very long and at very nice hotels. The more serious problem is at the other end of the spectrum, short-haul regional flying. Regional pilots fly what are often very punishing schedules, going in and out of busy airports all day long, flying multiple legs, often in the worst weather, um, and then followed by relatively short layovers at sometimes not the nicest motels. And we, uh, Patrick, we only have 45 seconds left, this short segment. I'm sorry. But uh, I think the point about this longer uh, sleep time is that before when, you, when they got eight hours off, that included getting from the uh, airplane to the crew van to the hotel to checking in to eating dinner and then getting back in the van and getting back to the airport, whereas now with this longer time, you, uh, these pilots might actually get a decent night's sleep. Right. Until now, rest time has not accounted for transportation to and from hotels, looking for food, all of that stuff. What on paper was, say, a nine-hour layover might only actually account for five or six hours of sleep. That's going to change now because now there's a minimum 10 hours of a layover, and at least eight of that has to be uh, able to include what the FAA is calling uh, uninterrupted sleep. Um, that's you know maybe not quite as realistic as it, as it needs to be, but it, this is a very welcome change. And, and frankly, it's one of the smartest things the FAA has done in a very long time. All right, we'll give it a thumbs up, and I thank you for uh, joining us and giving us a professional opinion. Thank you, Rudy.
Thanks, Patrick. As I said earlier, Patrick's website is askthepilot.com. Uh, his regular job is as a commercial airline pilot for a major U.S. airline, but he joins us now and then for his uh, to share with us his expertise on aviation. And as I said at the top of the hour, we're repeating some of our favorite interviews today, and the first is coming up next. We often talk about how far behind times American, the American train system is. Next up, a British designer who has a novel idea for syncing high-speed trains with local modes of transportation. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Attention savvy travelers, Rudy Maxa here. If you're like me, you can't afford to take chances when you travel. You need medical evacuation service that's dependable and won't cost you a fortune in hidden fees. You need MedJet Assist. As a member, if you're hospitalized over 150 miles from home, MedJet will arrange medical transfer to the hospital of your choice free of charge. Believe me, you won't find protection like this from any other company which is why I'm a member. It's time to travel smarter. Visit TakeTripsNotChances.com and sign up today. MedJet Assist. Take trips, not chances. Do you suffer from a magnesium deficiency? My doctor told me I needed more magnesium, so he recommended I use Magox 400. You're not alone. Millions of Americans don't get enough magnesium in their daily diet. And magnesium is a critical nutrient that helps you convert carbohydrates, protein, and fat into energy. Doctor recommended Magox 400 is made with the most concentrated form of magnesium available. And each dose of Magox 400 provides all the magnesium you need each day. Magox 400 is magnificent. Try Magox 400, the magnificent magnesium supplement. As a nurse, I'm on my feet all day long. That's why I wear the Profoot 2-ounce Miracle insoles. I used to wear gel insoles. Then I learned they're three times heavier than the 2-ounce Miracle insoles. The 2-ounce Miracle insoles are so lightweight and extremely comfortable. Plus, the gel insoles cost almost twice as much as the 2-ounce Miracle insoles. I'm not going to pay more for gel insoles anymore. Try the Profoot 2-ounce Miracle insoles with Vitafoam, available at Walgreens, Rite Aid, and other fine stores. Ireland invites you to the exclusive Cliff Cocknickles. Intrigued by Cliff Cocknickles? It's simple. After gasping at the Cliffs of Moor, too exhausted to talk, one starts listening to the chronicles of the locals in Cork, known for spinning a good yarn. Bring a fresh pot of tea, because in a land famous for its wool, the yarn can last all night. Cliffs of Moor, Cork, Chronicles, Cliff Cocknickles. Flex that mouth and brace those ears. Take a vacation from the typical vacation. DiscoverIreland.com. Find great value vacation offers at DiscoverIreland.com. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. This segment of Rudy Maxa's World is brought to you by discoverireland.com forward slash west coast. Western Ireland's got breathtaking landscapes, authentic cultural heritage, and local folks you'll adore. The West Coast of Ireland is all yours to discover. You know, we did a couple of shows in the West Coast of Ireland uh, in uh, November, and it was a great time. What a lovely, lovely part of the country. It really is rugged and wild, and as I like to say, it's sort of Ireland as you think of it in your imagination. Um, for more information, you can go to uh, discoverireland.com forward slash West Coast, or visit rudymaxa.com and look under sponsors. Uh, it's about 19 minutes after the hour. Um, one news item I didn't have time to get in when we were talking to Andrea, that uh, there was a lot of brouhaha earlier this week about a strike at London's airports. Border control officers went on a 24-hour strike on Wednesday, and 
Many predicted massive delays as passengers flew into U.K. airports. One travel journalist predicted folks would be standing in line as long as 12 hours to clear customs. Uh, even management asked uh, management for Heathrow asked planes to fly into the airport with 50% of its seats full. That brouhaha proved for naught, fortunately, with management and some police manning the custom booths. The one-day strike hardly affected travelers. Uh, score an unusual success for Heathrow, which hasn't uh, been able to weather uh, twists in the road very well in the past. We're waiting to reach a, uh, a, a guest. We got him? No, we don't have him. Okay, we are still waiting to reach a guest. We are still waiting to reach our, our guest in London. Meanwhile, let me tell you something that uh, came up this week I thought was interesting. Delta is the world's largest airline, of course, so this may affect you uh, just a bit. This is the end of the year when a lot of frequent flyers do what's called a mileage run. Now, you may not be part of this insanity or know about this particular brand of curious behavior, uh, but frequent business travelers who each year work to qualify for an elite level of an airline's frequent flyer program uh, often have to look at their mileage numbers by the end of the year and go, oh, my gosh, good, I'm, I'm 3,000 miles short of being silver, gold, platinum, diamond, you name it, whatever it is on any airline. And uh, so they take an unnecessary trip. I will plead guilty this myself. I remember years ago in, in, in when I lived in Washington, D.C., flying to and from London, uh, two round trips in two days. I left, left Washington, D.C.'s Dulles Airport at night, landed at Heathrow in the morning, uh, cooled my jets for about four hours at Heathrow, and left on an afternoon flight back for an evening arrival in Washington, and then did it all over again the next day. I know it's crazy. I know it, it's totally crazy. But... For frequent flyers, reaching those elite levels of airline programs uh, can have enormous uh, benefits. Uh, in the case of Delta, which I'm going to talk about in a moment because they have an offer here that will prevent, will uh, save you the jet lag if you're willing to put out some money. Uh, if you reach platinum level on Delta, which means you fly 75,000 miles on the airline. Now, these aren't miles that you accumulate by renting cars or going through the right car wash or you know taking out a mortgage on your house with someone who's got a relationship with Delta. These are generally actually miles flown, or as I'm going to tell you in a moment, you can actually buy some of these, what are called uh, uh, EQMs or uh, Delta MQMs, medallion qualifying miles. Um, so what are the advantages? Why do people do these mileage runs? Why do frequent flyers care whether they're silver, gold, or, uh, or platinum? Well, in the case of Delta, for example, if you're a platinum flyer, for all of 2012, you will have unlimited upgrades to the front of the plane if there is space available. Uh, you are upgraded, of course, before the gold folks and the silver folks. Um, you get upgraded even on free tickets, on award tickets. Um, you, get a, you get a selection of the following, four system-wide upgrades each year. In other words, you can take one of these upgrades and toss it at a, at a seat, and um, as soon as you make the reservation, even if it's two months before the flight, and you'll get it. Or you can choose 20,000 bonus miles, or you can choose silver status for a companion, or you can choose four Delta Sky Club passes uh, or travel and retail gift cards. You don't have to pay baggage fees for yourself or any traveling companion, a traveling companion being someone whose reservation is booked on the same, uh, at the same time you book yours. There's no charge for access to Delta's economy comfort seats, so seats with four, four inches extra leg room. And you also have a special higher priority phone number to call, which means they'll answer faster generally if the lines are crowded than everyone else. Okay, let me get to the point of this deal. Uh, this week, Delta announced a shortcut to collecting these miles, these valuable elite qualifying miles. I wish I had known it. Um, so instead of hopping on a plane, you can buy these miles if you act by December 15th. Okay, so if you're a Delta flyer and you're trying to make uh, the next level of eliteness, whether it be silver, gold, platinum, or diamond. Diamond have to fly 125,000 miles a year. Uh, here's the deal. 
You can buy 2,500 miles to top off your account for $295. Um, that's about equivalent to uh, an Atlanta Albuquerque fare. Um, you could for 5,000 miles, it'll cost you about $495. That's equivalent to a Minneapolis Anchorage round trip. 695 for 7,500 miles and 895 for 10,000 miles. Wish I'd known that. I'm flying to London next week on an unnecessary trip just to qualify for platinum because I had to do this before I knew Delta was going to make this offer. I could have just paid 895 and not left home. I'm going to pay 995, fly to London and come back. I must say, I have two granddaughters there, so I'm not entirely unhappy about that, but uh, might not have been what I chose if I knew this. We have our guest on the line. Um, delighted to ha have him uh, join us. We may have to ask him to come back sort of toward the end of the hour to continue this conversation, um, because this is something I'd like to go into uh, a little more depth. Paul Priestman is the director of Priestman Good. It's a London-based multidisciplinary design group that works on branding, transport, environment, product, and package design, and he's got an idea about how to make railroads much more efficient, uh, cost-effective, palatable to uh, uh, to uh, passengers. Uh, uh, Paul, welcome to the welcome to the show. Hi there. Hi. We just have a few minutes left in this segment. I may have to ask you to come back uh, in about uh, forty minutes, if that's possible, and finish Not this a conversation. Problem, no problem at all. No problem. Um, but. Uh, uh, you know, high-speed trains are, 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 are certainly Europe is known for them. Uh, Asia, China, both Japan are known for yep. them. United States, we don't quite have them. Uh, but you're not necessarily talking about just high-speed trains. You are talking about high-speed trains, but you're talking about a whole new way for trains to integrate into the fabric of a, a country's transportation system. Can you explain it to us? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, I mean, what I think is a problem with, with railways at the moment is you, you can't go from your street to another street in another city. And, that's true. Um, I had this idea that um, wouldn't it be great if a, a local tram or light rail, a sort of small metro train, could link with the high-speed lines and then to sort of seamlessly transport you around the country? So how does, well, you mean pull into the same station as? <laughs> well, the idea is that um, a tram would circulate through a city. Okay. And then you'd get on the tram, the tram would go around the city, and then would go out of the city and then link with the high-speed line. The you mean as, the, as the two trains are moving? That's correct. As the train, as the tram speeds up, the high-speed link, uh, train links with this, and then they dock, and they allow you to travel or trans, to transfer between the two vehicles. And it's no more hurry than actually getting on and off a train at a normal station. Well, you think... The, the, sorry, Paul, yeah, excuse, me, excuse me for interrupting, Paul, but you think if we can do it in outer space, if we can send a spaceship up to a space station that's orbiting and we can link, that this would be technically possible? Absolutely, yeah. And you get it on ships, you get it on ski lifts, you get it on escalators, um, and in space. Yeah, it, it, the technology is there. I just think that, that um, railway stations, they haven't changed in 100 years. You know, we, you know we, 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 we've flown since then. And uh, the, railway the railway system, the infrastructure hasn't changed. And we're designing high-speed trains for countries all over the world. But we're putting this new technology, I think, on a sort of an old infrastructure, an old theory. And we have to rethink it. And you call this a movable platform? Yeah, moving platforms. Moving platform. All right, let me see if I can paint this picture and tell me if I'm correct. So you get on a tram in front of your house, a streetcar yep. or whatever. It yep. uh, goes on its route, and then it goes perhaps a little bit outside of town. And right. a, a high-speed train slows down. The tram speeds up till they're yep. the same speed. They link. The door is open. People go from one to the other. Thank you very much. The high-speed train keeps going. The tram returns to town. And nobody's had to stand around a station, miss a connection, yep. et cetera. Yep. 
It's absolutely correct. You see, I think the railway system is a bit like pre-internet. It's a bit like the old telephone system where you had to plug things in and dial numbers. And this idea is to bring it so you can go where you want in the world or in the country. And it allows you to travel. Paul, I want to ask you to come back. Uh, let's see. It's now about um, what time? It's about 27 minutes after the hour, both in London and here in the United States. Yep. Uh, could we ask you to stand by and join us again at about oh, 43 after? Uh, excuse me, about 52 after the hour. Absolutely, no problem at all. All right, we'll give you because what I want to talk about. I want to talk a bit about high-speed trains and their efficacy in the United States and so on. So we'll check with you uh, in a few minutes, Paul. Okay. Brilliant. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. Paul Priestman is the director of Priestman Good. It's a London-based multidisciplinary design group, and I've looked at their website. It's quite fascinating. It's Priestman Good with an E on the end on Good. PriestmanGood.com. And the firm specializes in, uh, and we're going to have Paul back uh, uh, another time as well, um, because they've done some very radical and uh, cutting-edge designs of hotels and cruise ships that I want to talk to him about. For now, let's keep it on trains. And around 52 minutes after the hour, I'll invite Paul back on. We're going to talk about high-speed trains in the United States and whether it's just a just a dream that can never happen. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. It's about, oh, about 28 minutes after the hour. We'll be back in just a moment. Rudy Max's World is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at rudymaxa.com. Ireland invites you to the exclusive Cliff Corknickles. Intrigued by Cliff Corknickles? It's simple. After gasping at the Cliffs of Moor, too exhausted to talk, one starts listening to the chronicles of the locals in Cork, known for spinning a good yarn. Bring a fresh pot of tea, because in a land famous for its wool, the yarn can last all night. Cliffs of Moor, Cork, Chronicles, Cliff Corknickles. Flex that mouth and brace those ears. Take a vacation from the typical vacation. DiscoverIreland.com. Find great value vacation offers at DiscoverIreland.com. Do you suffer from a magnesium deficiency? My doctor told me I needed more magnesium, so he recommended I use Magox 400. You're not alone. Millions of Americans don't get enough magnesium in their daily diet. And magnesium is a critical nutrient that helps you convert carbohydrates, protein, and fat into energy. Doctor recommended Magox 400 is made with the most concentrated form of magnesium available. And each dose of Magox 400 provides all the magnesium you need each day. Magox 400's magnificent. Try Magox 400, the magnificent magnesium supplement. Participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World, 33 minutes after the hour. You know, if you're in your car or you've got some friends in another uh, destination who would like to hear the show, we, uh, uh, the show is broadcast from 10 in the morning till noon Eastern Time live, and it's simulcast on XM Channel 156. So if you have XM Radio, Channel 156 on Saturday mornings from 10 to noon, uh, many of our stations time shift our show till later on Saturday or on Sunday. Uh, but if you want to get a head start on everybody else and our deals of the week, uh, check out Channel 156 on XM Radio uh, or join us on your favorite radio station every weekend. Or you can hear podcasts of the show. They're usually posted by Monday at RudyMaxa.com. You can hear uh, both hours of the show. Well, is your pooch privileged? 
I mean, like really privileged. I mean, privileged. Do you, uh, you, you give it massages or maybe blueberry facials? Maggie Espinosa has written a book called The Privileged Pooch. Now, it focuses on traveling with your pet in Southern California, but it's got national implications. I think there's some lessons to learn from this. Maggie, welcome to the show. Nice to have you aboard. Hello, Rudy. How are you doing? Great. Blueberry facials? Yes. Where? Can you believe it? <laughs> Only in L.A. <laughs> it's in Santa Monica. Where? <laughs> what? Where? They have a, um, it's kind of like a dog store spa combination, and um, what they do is they bring all of the dogs in. The name of the place is called Healthy Spot, and they bring them in, and they can have paw massages, blueberry facials. They can have conditioning treatments. (laughs) They do it all. All right. Now, there there are some hotels and motels that, that do not allow pets at all. Am I right? Correct. But then yes. there's some that go all the way to the other side, all the way overboard. I, you know, I, I wouldn't say overboard if I had a dog staying there, but you know what I mean. Well, you know, it, it, there's the two extremes. There's, as you said, some don't, have, don't allow dogs at all. But what I did for my book is I rated the ones, obviously, that are pet-friendly. But even within that pet-friendliness, they vary. So they were rated on WAGs. So one WAG is that pooches are permitted, but meaning they can't really go many places in the hotel and not a lot of amenities. And then up to four WAGs, which is pooches paradise. Now, what would constitute a pooches paradise? What kind of services? might one expect in a four paws hotel okay <laughs> pooch's paradise is going to be a gondola ride um there's going to be a pet menu in room service so no. it'll be the bow wow tenderloin the chow wow ch- you know chicken i mean all you can think of on the pet menu um they're going to offer a mutt massage in room where they come in room and they massage your dog I mean, it goes on and on and on. And didn't you find a hotel in in, in Southern California that uh, will take uh, pets on or dogs on tours? Well, there are a number of places. Yeah, there's uh, once again L.A. That's mm-hmm. why we love L.A. <laughs> they will take you on a celebrity walking tour where um, you and your dog you follow the paths of where celebrity homes are. Um, there's many places that do walking tours. In San Diego, there's one. It's um, through the gas lamp quarter. But, I mean, walking tours for dogs is what you're saying here. Yeah, but you go along with that. Of course, of course. But, I mean, okay. Now, yeah, so you now take them along. Let's broaden the horizon to the nation. What do you think the state of the nation is when it comes to dogs in hostelries? Well, here's a scoop. There are 46 million dog owners, households, in the United States. And of those in the United States, 21% travel with their pet. That's a huge number. Mm -hmm. And so the hotels have said, cha-ching, this is going to be great because a number of the hotels will charge a pet fee, and they vary. Some don't charge them at all. Like the Kimpton properties across the United States, there's no pet fee. Others may charge a minimal $25 for the pet to stay for the entire stay, and some of them are like $120, so I always say it's a lot more cost-effective if you get stay in a hotel that doesn't have a fee for you to take your dog. That's then you don't have to pay for bet. You don't pay for pet you know, sitters at home or a kennel or anything. So, um, so before you travel, excuse me, uh, Maggie, uh, do, you, do you call ahead and 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 make sure the hotels you have planned uh, have got everything arranged? I do. In fact, and that's nationwide. You would call ahead and you would, first of all, see if there is a pet fee. Second of all, see if there's a weight limit, because some of them don't allow dogs over 20 or 30 pounds. Uh But that's getting less and less, because they're finding that it's not the size of the dog that determines whether it's going to be destructive or not. 
Now, what are the uh, pet, most pet-friendly chains in the United States? Starwood Hotels is absolutely fantastic. And Starwood's under that umbrella falls, W, um, St. Regis. All the Sheratons are Starwoods, which are very affordable, and they're all pet-friendly. The other larger one is the Lowe's chain. So oh, okay. Lowe's throughout the United States, they're all, I call them the poster child, because I think they were the first people to be pet-friendly. So you give them four wags. You got it. Four now, wags. Oh, God. Now, you know, there are new rules, especially this summer, involving taking dogs on airplanes. Some airlines are not accepting dogs at all for flying in the cargo hold because of heat, uh, worry about uh, uh, heat fatalities. Yeah, that's very true. In fact, there's certain times of the year, and usually it is in the summertime or in the winter when it's too cold. Um, you can go on any of the airlines' websites and you can see what those months are. Um, and also, a lot of the airlines have to list whether they've had any fatalities with their dogs. It has to be listed on the website, so it'll let you know how many dogs have passed away carrying, carrying them in cargo. But, exactly. Um, you could go up to 20 pounds inside the cabin, taking them inside the cabin. Maggie Espinosa's new book is called The Privileged Pooch. It's subtitled Luxury Travel with Your Pet in Southern California, but it has lessons for us all. Uh, but if you're headed to Southern California, it's a must uh, It's a must book if you're traveling with a dog. Maggie, thanks for joining us in Remax's World. Thanks. Have a good day. You too. Don't go away. We'll be right back. to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Well, I'm a salesman, and I'm on my feet all day long, so comfort's really important to me. That's why I tried the Profoot 2-ounce Miracle insoles. Only the 2-ounce Miracle is made with custom-forming Vitafoam to keep your feet steady and comfortable. The Profoot 2-ounce Miracle insoles conform to the unique shape of your feet, just like custom orthotics. Plus, they cushion and support your feet for amazing comfort. What a huge difference they make. It's really a miracle. Try the Profoot 2-Ounce Miracle Insole, available at Walgreens, Rite Aid, and other fine stores. Do you suffer from a magnesium deficiency? My doctor told me I needed more magnesium, so he recommended I use Magox 400. You're not alone. Millions of Americans don't get enough magnesium in their daily diet. And magnesium is a critical nutrient that helps you convert carbohydrates, protein, and fat into energy. Doctor recommended Magox 400 is made with the most concentrated form of magnesium available. And each dose of Magox 400 provides all the magnesium you need each day. Magox 400? It's magnificent. Try Magox 400, the magnificent magnesium supplement. Attention savvy travelers, Rudy Maxa here. If you're like me, you can't afford to take chances when you travel. You need medical evacuation service that's dependable and won't cost you a fortune in hidden fees. You need MedJet Assist. As a member, if you're hospitalized over 150 miles from home, MedJet will arrange medical transfer to the hospital of your choice free of charge. Believe me, you won't find protection like this from any other company, which is why I'm a member. It's time to travel smarter. Visit Take Trips Not Chances.com and sign up today. MedJet Assist. Take trips, not chances. Ireland invites you to the exclusive Cliff Cork Nichols. Intrigued by Cliff Cork Nichols? It's simple. After gasping at the Cliffs of Moher, too exhausted to talk, one starts listening to the chronicles of the locals in Cork, known for spinning a good yarn. Bring a fresh pot of tea, because in a land famous for its wool, the yarn can last all night. Cliffs of Moher, Cork, Chronicles, Cliff Corknicles. Flex that mouth and brace those ears. Take a vacation from the typical vacation. DiscoverIreland.com. Find great value vacation offers at DiscoverIreland.com. 
If you're the mother of a child with behavior problems, I'd like to talk to you. My name is Janet Lehman. I'm a behavioral therapist and a mom. I know what it's like when the child you love becomes a defiant, out-of-control child who disrespects you. That's why my husband James and I created the Total Transformation, the program that tens of thousands of moms are now using to turn around their child's behavior. If you've heard about the Total Transformation and wondered if it will work for you, now you can try it for free. I'm willing to give away a thousand programs today for free. All you need to do is get the program and let us know how it works for you. We'll let you keep it for free. I know the total transformation works because I used these techniques with my own son and with troubled kids for over 30 years. Let me prove to you that it works by giving you the program for free. Call now. 1-800-586-1440. 1-800-586-1440. That's 1-800-586-1440. This segment of the program is brought to you by MedJet Assist. Unlike other evacuation services, only MedJet Assist lets you decide which hospital will be your final destination. Regardless of the nature of your illness or injury, if you're hospitalized while traveling, they'll be there for you. So take trips, not chances, and visit MedJetAssist.com or go to RudyMaxa.com and look under radio sponsors for more info. It's 43 minutes after the hour. Welcome back to Rudy Max's World. So uh, how much... How much money from tourism has Egypt lost since the exodus of travelers began? Well, Egypt's new vice president estimates about $1 billion and counting. Now, tourism is vital to Egypt's economy, but tour companies, as I mentioned during the top of the hour during the news, are canceling tours, airlines are canceling flights, cruise ships <coughs> excuse me, are canceling stops. Uh, customers of travel companies that bought tours to Egypt for the near future are being offered trips to other places, such as Spain and Jordan. No, the Jordanian Tourism Bureau sort of admits that the fallout from the protests in Egypt aren't necessarily doing that country any favors either. So things are in disarray. I did notice in the Febu on the February cover of uh, Condé Nast Traveler magazine that they say, uh, Egypt, uh, and it's a piece on the glories of the Nile. Now, if you have loved ones doing Nile cruises, there are some Nile cruises still continuing, but uh, getting to and from them is getting increasingly difficult. So I don't think you need me to tell you that if you've got a trip already booked coming up soon in Egypt, that you should be talking with your travel provider and seeing, uh, uh, and seeing what you ought to be doing about rescheduling or maybe even thinking of another place to go. Um, I had uh, breakfast the other morning with a, a gentleman who runs a... Uh, uh, a cruise line. It's really a riverboat cruising company. And one of their boats is on the Nile. And he said uh, that uh, one of his 80-year-old clients landed in Cairo in the heat of the demonstrations and the protests. And and uh, he said, uh, and, and, and of course, the head of the tour company called him and said, look, well, we're going to work to get you out of Egypt. He said, no, you're not. I'm 80 years old. I've waited all my life to take a Nile cruise. I'm going on it. And darn if he didn't. He didn't care about protests. He walked through the protests, got a cab, went to the airport, got to wherever the, he had to go to get on that, uh, that river cruise. And uh, as far as I know, he's on it um, right now. So anyway, so keep that, uh, uh, keep that in mind if you are uh, planning your travels. And if you're already over there, if you've got family over there, well, uh, 
you know, uh, I understand the internet is back up. It's been up in e back in Egypt, up in Egypt for a couple of days, so you should be able to uh, uh, communicate with your loved ones. I hope your family and your friends are safe if you have family and friends in Egypt. Um, you, you may have heard as we led into this hour that uh, it actually the show is partially sponsored by MedJetAssist.com. Um, the CEO of MedJetAssist.com is Roy Berger, and last year. Roy is well. I'll let you tell, let him tell you his age. But last year, Roy decided. Roy's a huge baseball fan. Okay, Roy's a huge baseball fan, and last year he uh, decided he wanted to go to a baseball fantasy camp. Now these are camps that major league teams run during the winter at uh, the location of their spring training camps, and anybody can go play. And what they do is they bring in players from retired baseball players. Some legendary, some maybe not legendary, and you, they provide your uh, uniform so you can be in a Pittsburgh Steelers uniform, uh, excuse me, Pittsburgh Pirates uniform or uh, New York Mets uniform, depending on what camp you choose. And it's organized, I think it's four or five days, and they organize teams. And you play against the, the retired pros, you dine with them. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, uh, really a terrific way if you're a baseball fan to meet some of the great legends of the sport and uh, to participate. Uh, and Roy uh, wrote some columns uh, both last time, with some blog items both last time and and this year about his experience. Uh, Roy is the CEO of MedJetAssist.com, one of the sponsors of the show, but we're not talking about medical evacuation insurance now. We're talking about something really important like baseball. Hey, Roy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Rudy. And actually, uh, after watching some of these guys play baseball for a week, I, thought, I think we may be talking about medical, medical evacuation. <laughs> now, how old are you, Roy? I am 58 years old. Okay. And last year, you went to which camp? Your first one? Last was, year, uh, I went to uh, Pittsburgh Pirate Camp in Bradenton, Florida, and the Pirates were kind of my uh, the love of my life when I was a kid. And it was a chance to kind of it was a 50 year anniversary of the 1960 World Championship team, which was my earliest baseball memory, and it was just an opportunity I couldn't pass by. And you played every day, and you had a great time. You were a little sore, but you did quite well. I, uh, I was I was more than a little sore last year. Yeah, I, I kind of learned my lesson. You know, I, I work out every morning on the on the treadmill or the elliptical. And what I found out very quickly two years ago is you don't use the same muscles. And those bases were so far apart, I never thought I'd get there. All right, hang on. we got to take a commercial break, Roy. When we come back, uh, we're going to find out where you went this year and how the sure. experience was different, because I know it was. Stick around, will you? Okay. Roy Berger will be right back with us, and we're going to find out uh, about his adventures this time around. Don't go away. You're in Rudy Max's world. We'll be right back. Rudy Max's world phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. segment of Rudy Max's World is brought to you by Service Magic. Now you can hire pre-screened home pros with confidence for repairs, remodeling, plumbing needs, maid services, and so much more. Visit www.homebuild411.servicemagic.com. That's homebuild411.servicemagic.com. Welcome back to Rudy Max's World. Nice to have you here on this holiday weekend. It's 52 minutes after the hour. Uh, I hope you've uh, enjoyed a couple of my favorite interviews from past shows. And while this is indeed the holiday season for most of us, there's a small army of people who are doing something decidedly uncelebratory or uncelebration-like. They're spending their time in airports going places for only one reason, 
to accumulate enough miles so they can achieve an elite level in an airline's frequent flyer program. Now, these trips are called mileage runs, and I know a lot about them because I'm part of that army sometimes. Years ago, coming up short on American Airlines miles, I went back and forth between D.C., Washington, D.C., and London twice in 48 hours. Never left the airport, just got off and walked to the gate for my next departing flight. Ten days ago, I needed about 8,000 more miles on Delta to achieve platinum status for 2012. So I flew from Minneapolis, St. Paul, to London and back to get those 8,000 miles. But my friend Mark Wexler is flying even further. Mark is a filmmaker and photojournalist based in Los Angeles. His latest documentary is called How to Live Forever. Catch it if you can or rent it from Netflix. And this weekend, he's flying from L.A. to Bangkok, Thailand, and back again for his mileage run. Mark, what airline are you working? How many miles do you need before the end of the year to make that level of elite flyer? I need about 16,000 miles, and I do all my flying on uh, United these days. And uh, I've been actually at this for the last two or three weeks. I've been going back and forth between uh, Los Angeles and Chicago, which is the only route on United that actually they're awarding uh, double miles for towards goes, that goes towards elite status. So oh. I spent a lot of time at O'Hare the last couple of days, uh, last week or two. And uh, the great thing about this kind of travel is, uh, you know, there's no jet lag. You get off the plane, you fly home, you're, you're back in your time zone. Let me, let me translate that to some of our listeners who aren't members of the frequent flyer fanatic club. Yeah. Uh, Mark mentioned that if he flies between his home in L.A. and Chicago, he's getting double elite qualifying miles, which is different than just double miles. For example, when you use your credit card, if it's affiliated with an airline, you get miles. You know, you... You get miles for everything these days if you use an airline-affiliated credit card. But they're not elite qualifying miles. They aren't the ones that get you bumped up in the category of an elite, an airline's elite program. you got to get so-called EQMs, elite qualifying miles. And what uh, Mark has discovered that is on the L.A.-Chicago route, United wants more people to fly it, so they're giving double EQMs. Very important. But apparently not enough that you still got to go to Asia, right? Exactly. I mean, some airlines now are offering where you can actually buy your way into your, yes. your status. And United actually may do that you know, next year, which they, I think they did something similar last year. But you can't count on it, especially with the merger with Continental. They're, they're incorporating a lot more of, of Continental's elite flyer. So I think they may not offer that again. And so I didn't want to be stuck in the position of, of not uh, you know, maintaining my uh, getting to my 1K status again, which I have this year, which I really relish because it gives me, you know, basically I, I upgrade all the time to first class for for no for money. I can check three bags in. I, I don't stand in line very long when I check in. So there's a lot of benefits, especially when, I, when, I'm, when I'm traveling a lot. This year I'm, I'm coming up a little short because I was, you know, working on editing my movie. Uh, uh, by the way, How to Live Forever, flying this way, I don't think you're going to live forever when you fly as much as I do. Because <laughs> you, you're being bombarded with, you know, radiation. And then I was on the plane, when I was on the plane to Chicago the other day, I was settling into my seat one early morning and I had the Wall Street Journal in my hand and there was a uh, the headline on one of the articles was where germs lurk on planes so yes a, actually Actually, in the next hour, we're interviewing Scott about that very article. Scott McCartney wrote ah. that, and you're absolutely right. Don't touch anything, Mark, on airplanes. Right. So that, here I was, you know, feeling a great <laughs> settling in, and then suddenly I read this, you know. So, so it's, 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 I luckily love to fly, and I, you know, I still do after all these years, though it's much more of like riding on a bus these days than even at first, and then it used to be years ago when I used to be like on Pan Am. You know, some of the Asian airlines are, are different, Singapore and things are are really a different class of flying. But you know, the good thing about United is it goes 
everywhere I want to go. So uh, especially with this with, with this merger now, I think it's going to really uh, cover so, cover the globe. So you're trying to achieve what's called 1K status on Yeti, which means actually flying unless you get a little perk there like that L.A. Chicago route where they give you double EQMs, actually right. flying 100,000 miles a year. That's what 1K is, right? Correct. And, I've and, and how many about, miles are you going to pick up on Thailand, and will that put uh, you over the— I think about, uh, a little over 16,000 miles, and that's exactly what I need. So uh, Thailand is going to be the uh, piece de resistance. At the end how long of, are you— how long are you going to stay in Bangkok? Uh, a very long 48 hours. I was, I was <laughs> going to turn around. And I thought, no, I can't do that. I really must, uh, must, uh, you know, have a good, at least a good meal there. Well, I, I, I think you're crazy, but uh, it's a pot calling the kettle black because. <laughs> my wife. By the way, after I flew on Delta, after I made the the ticket, bought the ticket to go to London to so that I could achieve my higher status on Delta, Delta did offer the opportunity for me to just to buy EQMs for hundred dollars less than the ticket I bought. So, But ah. you can't, as you say, you don't know if they're going to do it, so you, you can't be too careful. Well, yeah. Mark, listen. Listen, have a great flight. Well, well thanks, Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> and say hello to all our friends in Bangkok. Mark, I will. Mark Wexler is a filmmaker and photojournalist. Check out his website, wexworld.com. Uh, you can uh, probably get his movie there, can you? At uh, www.liveforevermovie.com. And it's not available yet on Netflix, but we're having a sale on the DVD. So if you go to the website, liveforevermovie.com, uh, check, check the trailer out. It's entertaining. Great. We will, Mark, and travel safely. Fly safely. Thanks, Rudy. Bye bye. Yeah, another crazy guy flying too much to get elite status. I know the feeling. Liveforevermovie.com. Hey, stick around. When we come back in the next hour, we got a whole lot for you. listening to Rudy Max's World and as always you're hearing must hear radio on the SSI radio network